Hi, this is Lori Jean Panella, singer and songwriter. I'm coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I just sat down today. It's Thursday afternoon, or actually early evening. It's uh, about five-ish. I just sat down now after doing all kinds of laundry and sorting out my fall clothes and um, I trudged up the hill to Safeway to get some groceries and I was able to walk up the hill and walk back home and every coupon that I clipped went through, which never happens. And so I had a really good day today. I'm very, very tired though, but I'm excited because I have another song writing from flowers for you. I think it's my prettiest one. And it's called Don't You Know Little Girl. And if you didn't already see it at my blog, lauriejeanfinella.com, you're gonna get the lyrics again, if you've already seen it, I should say. And, um, but I can go into it a little bit more in detail. It came from, I used to go to three fields down the road for me before I was school age, and I would run through the fields with flowers. And I couldn't believe how free I felt. So the, the flower looks like, a, oh, it is a rose, and it's got all different colored petals. It looks like the middle is kind of a pink, and then it turns into kind of an orange pink with a violet. And then the orange and the pink is a little bit on the outside of the violet, one of the violet um, petals. Then there's a yellow petal in there too. So it's really pretty. It's just so different. So it brought in an inspiration to the song. So it's the first verse is, you've always been different. You've always been a clown, smaller than most, like a boy, funny at times, too short, too small to wear a normal dress, last in line, late for class. Those odd colors on you catch the eye. Your misplaced, oh, excuse me. Your misplaced personality leaves you, be, leaves you blind. With discontentment, you doubt yourself too much. And here's the chorus. Don't you know, little girl, they save the best for last. You might just be a little girl now, but the whole world is waiting for your finest. Isn't that cool? And you know, I got that. Once again, I have all these wonderful women that I've been drawing from. Gabrielle Bernstein is one of the newer ones that I went back to recently. Listened to about two or three of her podcasts. And even though you're not like completely um, resonating with maybe the topic she's on, once again, she has this strong personality and I admire her whole setup. Rebecca Campbell, once again, every time I read her emails, she uh, comes out with something that just draws me into creativity. And Carrie Green, who, um, she's absolutely phenomenal. And even though I'm not always into the business sense, I'm more into the creative sense, and I like it to be spontaneous, um, she really gives me the, um, the routine in my mind, really, to, to kind of clean house and uh, keep me uh, in some kind of conformity so I can have the time, space, and energy and clarity to do the spontaneous creating. So now the first two, well, two verses, the first kind of double verse, um, it's, it's me. Ah, oh, how did you not know? <laughs> now, if you didn't grow up around me or with me, then... Um, you wouldn't know, but um, I guess you could say I was a clown. My mom would always give me something different if she'd like go out and get like two or three of the same shirts 
for me and my sister and brother. She'd get me like a different one. And I didn't like that because I wanted to be the same. But she would always make sure she made me different. And I don't know, maybe because she felt bad for me because um, I was so small and short for quite a while, had a hard time catching up. She had to make clothes for me. She couldn't even buy clothes for me in the store. Um, I was last in line because when we line up, they'd put all the, the short little girls at the end. And I was always late for class anyway, so that was just me. <laughs> I think my mind was a little busy somewhere all the time. So that's where that came from. And then those odd colors on you catch the eye. That probably would have been the clothes my mom made me. She made me these red and white polka dot, red polka dots on white pants when I was a little girl. I think I was about eight years old. I think finally the, te the teacher said, why do you send this little girl to school with polka dots? <laughs> it was like a go-go dance pants, but um, I guess they felt it was too revealing on my butt. And I, I had a round butt even as a little kid. But um, I mean, I felt funny in them. I, for the most part, I didn't care. I mean, I put on whatever she made and I adorned that she made it for me. But um, yeah, then it started to kind of grow on me, I think, because I was being kind of, um, noticed because of those pants and maybe kind of ridiculed a little bit so anyway i i remember probably those pants that brought that on your misplaced personality leaves you blind and then of course you know when when you feel misplaced by you know different things going on that are odd from other people um you can't really see as well because you're kind of lost within your own conformity around you and it's kind of hard to reach out beyond that because um you don't really know how to place yourself in, in the same realm as everyone else. And um, that's probably a really good thing to talk about, but um, I, I'm sure there's like a lot of, a lot of uh, situations that that's like, the first thing that comes to mind to me is autism. And I wasn't autistic, but I did have a lot of trouble because I died, I went in, I died for, I don't know how many minutes or how long when I had a convulsion and I was a toddler. And, um, and I, that's when I wasn't growing and I wasn't thriving, but, um, maybe I, I felt on the outside because of the way everyone treated me, they like would whisper and kind of try to treat me the same yet. They'd have to watch over me a little bit more. I couldn't get food down as easy and they were kind of walking on tiptoes around me. The entire family extended as well, trying to find ways to get food into me and things. So, um, you know, possibly that was, you know, uh, part of, uh, um, well, I think uh, what I'm trying to say, I brought up autism. I, I, I could relate to the mentality of the uh, closure of children with autism. Uh, probably when I was in my 20s, when I started watching movies, I was seeing, um, I, I was seeing so much how I could just go to them and give them relief. And, and I knew that that was kind of a little bit of a gift I had from maybe uh, leaving this, this earth for a very short period of time, but being uh, not really fully developed. So possibly I could understand not being able to probably talk as well, uh, though I spoke early, really early on, but after that, I remember just uh, doing a lot of physical movement instead trying to relate versus actually speaking. And I would just, I would pound on things repetitiously. And of course they, it was an embarrassment um, back then, or probably still now, with trying to hide that. And um, 
they would just take the toy away from me and not want me near it. But I was trying to talk to them. And this was through a plastic piano, which I've mentioned before. And I really eagerly, even when I was about eight or so, wanted to uh, take lessons uh, on the uh, free organ that my uh, one of my relatives let us borrow. Uh, I shouldn't say free. It was my relative's organ that they let us borrow. So we didn't have to pay rental on it or anything. So I guess it, it was free to us. But um, so I guess at that point, I knew that somehow the sound and music was, was healing to me. And I suppose that was really annoying to um, other people, though, when you're that little and you're just constantly banging. But I mean, when you see a child with autism, you want to let them do that because you're so relieved that they found something to, um, uh, some way to uh, feel calm and, and uh, know that they're, they're getting out an expression that they need to, that they can't do any other way. So, so that's where that all came from. Um, and then I, I already said the, uh, oh yeah, the verse I love. The verse, now I already knew they saved the best for last. Now that, that's something we hear, we've heard before. Obviously, don't you know, little girl, you might not hear that as much, but I'm sure we've heard that too. You might just be a little girl now, okay, you know, but the whole world is waiting for your finest. Now that's cool. I went through a thesaurus for that one. I forget what word I had in there before, but that was tricky. That um, that particular um, thesaurus searching because the word was like I forget what the words were. I should have kept them for you, but it was like let's say um, hurry or last or best or something like that. And then I came I came up to like when I went in went on to the thesaurus there'd be like a bunch of different words that would ring, just kind of ring in my mind. And I'd look to that word and I'd kind of keep jumping from the next word that was ringing to me. And then I came up to finest. So, I, you know, I understand like when you're trying to write a song, it's not like you can tell somebody when their brain should ring. You know, um, it's just kind of, it's something that would come to you. I'm just telling you that how I do it. I don't know if that would be helpful. I suppose if you have that kind of... Um, initiative and it, and it can come to you at all, then um, if I'm telling you how I go about trying to find it, if I just kind of can't just, a lot of times I can't just do the entire song from the spontaneity because there's always someone annoying me. And unfortunately, I'm sure we all know what that's all about, but instead of giving up, I just put whatever word can go in there and then I just ignore all the negativity around me. I take that word instead of it, it being a failure and I make that word into something beautiful by letting the spontaneity, because really the process of the world and you know the world turning and the sun revolving or we revolve around the sun, something like that. Please don't laugh at me. <laughs> anyway, I, I know I got that all wrong. But we don't have control over that, and neither does anyone who bothers you. So the magic, you're not going to ever lose the magic you have. Just let that spontaneity come out between you, clicking through the, all these different words that are coming to you so quick in the source that nobody can get in that way of that. Nobody can do that. Just It'll all of a sudden hit you so quick that they can't get in there. And especially if it's only one or two words. Now, I'll try to find that moment, you know, when no one's around at all or able to really bother me uh, enough that I can't get down the magic. So 
but yeah then you got to kind of go over it and get those couple words that you know are just they're too dull you know or they use too often and when that's usually what's going to come out when you're writing you're going to when especially when you're going through all this i should say is those those words that are used too often so so don't worry if that's what you're getting take that one word and make it into something magic it, it'll hit you what that magic word is okay next verse open up those lovely petals even though they're different they're yours they bloom in uniform and that was another one uniform came out I, I might have said differently or something and so I just kept it kept hitting and hitting me and I came to the word uniform and I think that's really pretty cool that's unique and then, of course, you got the chorus again. Don't you know, little girl, they save the best for last. You might just be a little girl now, but the whole world is waiting for your finest. Okay, and then the last verse bridge is, don't let yourself feel bad when you're always forgotten about. Pick up your chin, dry your eyes, get out of bed, run wild on the outside. Your world is out there in anticipation, waiting for you to capture it. Now, that kind of rhymes. But waiting for you to capture it is something a lot different than waiting for you to um, do uh, actually do something or accomplish something. It's just waiting for you to to um, grab your journey as it was meant for you, magically, only for you and no one else. And then, of course, the chorus. Don't you know, little girl, they say the best for last? You might just be a little girl now, but the whole world is waiting for your finest. So that is my creation this week. And this photo is also courtesy Bessie B-E-S-S-I. Maybe I will put it under the, um, the uh, podcast picture in there because it's so pretty. But um, I don't know if I have it on this phone now because it might be on my computer, but I will do my best. And I have Dancing in the Clouds coming out tomorrow when this podcast comes out tomorrow. It's a song I wrote for my son. My son is on the cover. I took the photo with his iPhone when we were at the beach, and it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful song. It's for all parents and children and our connection to them, what they mean to us and what we mean to them. And it's coming out through Sweden's Amuse. And thank you so much for supporting me and not giving me a hard time like this country does. And just letting me be myself because I talk about my abuse and this country doesn't allow it in this this day and age still. So I just really appreciate you letting me uh, spread my beauty of my art and my talent, my creativity and my gifts. So I can show that I am here and I'm thriving and I'm, I'm not all these bad things that they want people to believe of me. So that way it's believed that I was hurt. But I just want to be myself and do my journey, and I, I feel I have the right to. So thank you, Muse, for supporting me. So tomorrow's a big day for me. And I want to thank MPG Radio, and I want to thank Kata Web Radio, and Small Radio's played me a lot too, Banks Radio Australia, Sweet Sounds Valley FM 89.5 in Australia, This Is Only Rock Radio in Spain, and Blue Torch Radio, who plays them now in the United States. So I really appreciate them standing behind me, where I have not been able to get hardly anybody who plays me. They play me regularly, too. And it's even a song, He Is Not That Man, that I messed up somehow and um, the sound is coming out of the left side, but maybe they have the one that's good. But 
anyway, the one I put out there is not like that. But I know people have been really loving to me, even with, you know, sometimes things that don't go right. So I hope that you are having a wonderful week. And um, please listen to my song. It'll be out at Pandora D's, the title, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Amazon Music, um, Spotify. Thank you for listening to me, the few listeners who are picking up listening to me. I really, really appreciate your support. And I'm trying really hard to write from my happy, happy spot, my gifted spot versus anger and um, reflection of Uh, the bad parts of my past and it seems to be working really well so god bless take care lord jean fellas sing a songwriter